Welcome to Fuck the Beans, an anarchist podcast. Today, with comments on the Labour Party conference, generation identity tactics, and anti fascist call outs and London events. Okay, uh, so in the last week, we've had the Labour Party conference up in Liverpool. Um, I don't want to dwell too much on the machinations of the Labour Party, but it's been quite interesting that many former and some current anarchists went to the fringe event, The World Transformed, which is organised by Momentum. Uh, Some of the headlines that have come out of the conference is that Jeremy Corbyn wants to bring in uh, workers' share ownership of companies, which is quite interesting because it was actually a policy proposed by Thatcher, who thought that if workers actually owned the businesses they worked for, then they wouldn't strike and would be enmeshed into the core of capital. It was part of her uh, home-owning capitalist democracy idea. But apparently Corbyn's now a fan as well. Uh, Another interesting point was that uh, people weren't allowed to actually debate the open selection because Corbyn didn't want it, so that was banned from debate. And then he reiterated his pledge to nationalise water, rail and scrap tuition fees. Now, I just want to say two things about these pledges. The first being that, are they really actually that radical? Um, People keep saying how radical Corbyn and MacDonald are, but these are actually things that I've I've had in my life. Um, I'm not that old, and I do remember a time of nationalised rail, water and zero tuition fees. The second thing is that Corbyn, as well as this, has promised to end the Tory cuts on funding to the police, border guards and prisons and seems to be going down the road of a a very British socialism for British workers. Um, So while some on the left have been rubbing their hands at the thought of capturing state power, those on the libertarian left are starting to realise that this means the army, trident, benefit sanctions, things like home office and immigration raids and it's starting to remind me a little bit of Obama who came in on a wave of hope and change but ended up deporting over five million immigrants from America. I think people are starting to realise that that politics of prison abolition and no borders are incompatible with being in charge of these borders and in fact strengthening them and increasing the prison state. So we hate to say we told you so, but we really did tell you so. So I'm just going to end with a quote from Lucy Parsons who said, Anarchists know that a long period of education must precede any fundamental change in society. Hence, they do not believe in vote-begging nor political campaigns, but rather in the development of self-thinking individuals. Okay, and now international news. In the last weeks, we've seen large fascist mobs marching again, this time in East Germany, shouting foreigners out, national socialism now, doing Hitler salutes and literally trying to hunt down foreigners. Several thousand people showed up in Chemnitz and other smaller towns to protest, against refugees, against Angela Merkel and the state, against immigrants, against the other, which always seems to be the one reason why you're not as well off as you think you deserve to be. These protests highlight again how the far right is able to mobilise people who in the past have not actively participated in political activity, who call themselves nothing more than concerned citizens, standing shoulder to shoulder with the violent fascist mob, all the while declaring their so-called political centrism. The days after those marches saw a large anti-fascist response, with thousands of people attending anti-fascist demos in several cities, including a solidarity gig in Chemnitz attended by over 50,000 people. However, years of campaigning in the East have paid off for the far right, and their mantra of don't trust the media, trust us, 
has clearly worked, with the added insanity that the media now desperately try to gain back their readers by jumping on the xenophobic bandwagon. And the myth of the concerned citizen is not only peddled by the far-right parallel universe, but also, for example, by state representatives that have their own agenda, as the president of the Office for the Protection of the Constitution and some of the largest tabloid papers. If we have learned anything from the past, it is that the extreme right has many faces, and that the concerned citizen of today is easily the arsonist of tomorrow. One group of fascists has been particularly active, if not in numbers, then in media representation and network building, all the while trying to give themselves a modern and intellectual outlook that is generation identity. While so far unsuccessful in the UK, they attempt to build a European network and try hard to style themselves as the spearhead of extreme right theory. Investigative journalists from a small not-for-profit collective in West Germany have researched their recruitment process and their findings are part of this commentary. You can find a full link to the full report in the description. A Generation Identity internal document was leaked last year, a strategy paper with tips on how to build a movement and insights into their internal organisation. And while there are no surprises regarding the political, the document does highlight attempts at quite elaborate tactical plans. The focus is on tight organisation, well-planned media stunts and an inventive use of language. For example, using new terms to depict old concepts to appeal to the new, modern and even globalised right. For example, the old tried and tested slogan of foreigners out, while still popular, has also been replaced by a theory of so-called ethno-pluralism, that is what used to be called racism, and being pro-remigration just sounds so much better than being anti-refugees. Being a plain old nationalist, you can now call yourself part of the European Reconquista movement. The paper clearly states one of GI's claims as we need the silent centre of society to join and intends to provide the tools, provide the tools for this. Strategies include historical education, which battle did Europeans win against the Ottoman Empire, attaching themselves to liberal campaigns, for example Me Too, with their own campaign decrying white European women's abuse by male Muslim refugees and buying property for meeting groups, which are not just about politics, but also about camaraderie. Clearly overestimating their own capabilities, GI's slogan is because we act, and their paper attempts to provide basic media training and legal training, best practice with new recruits and psychological tips on how to get the best out of them. Information on online security, what to do at a police raid and how to recognise contact by intelligence services. All in all, this is pretty basic information, but by all means, a stringent guideline for every activist with no clue yet. With detailed examples on how to create banners, flags and leaflets, what's the best angle to photograph a flag, which format is best for Facebook, workshops on images, graphics and political communication, press release and speech writing, audience analysis and codes of conduct when it comes to journalists and debating with the so-called enemy. The actual mission statement is given as images are as important as a meeting or as an action. Someone certainly read the introduction to media theory here and according to GI their political communication has to be somewhat borderline. No surprise here, it has to appeal to the mainstream, but still be radical propaganda. 
they tried to influence political parties and style themselves as the avant-garde, as the only far-right group that uses theory and praxis against consumerism, globalism and liberalism, and also against the old right. Wishful thinking in many ways, especially as their so-called theory presents as a huge mess, trying to bestow meaning on simple xenophobia and fascist politics. Financial help for GI comes from many obscure sources, but the one party involved again and again through dubious ways is Alternative for Germany, and more info on this in the link below, which is represented in several federal parliaments and now also in the Bundestag. With the unbearable self-congratulatory language lapsing near the end of the document, struggles for mass recruitment become obvious and allow the conclusion that possibly one undervalued loner wrote the whole strategy paper dreaming of a mass movement after watching too many Leni Riefenstahl films. Regarding recruitment, it conclusively says, meet an interested person, allow him to officially join the movement quickly, ideally at the first meeting while he is still motivated. Whatever the case, there can only be one answer to this. In theory and praxis, organise and organise better. And with that in mind, some London news. In London on the 13th of October, we have yet another anti-fascist call-out with the Democratic Football Lads Alliance planning to march. In recent days, their founder has been posting blood and honour memes on the internet, declaring that he is white by birth, anti-antifa by choice. Finally, admitting that they are a fascist group. Organising this call-out, as well as the usual suspects of the anti-fascist network and London anti-fascists, has also been a really interesting mobilisation of women's and feminist groups, organised by the Women's Strike Assembly, who are calling for feminists to the front on the mobilisation. Also, um, the new unions, people like United Voices of the World, have been organising to create the to point out the historical link between trade unionism and anti-fascism and have been doing this in uh, English and Spanish amongst their migrant workers and also uh, football lads and lasses against fascism a football counter to the DFLA are also part of the call out some more London events um, on the 4th of October the Uber Eats, Deliveroo and Weatherspoons workers are on strike please join in the boycott on that day on the 16th of October, the Anarchist Federation Reading Group is taking place once more. It will be at Freedom Bookstore at 7pm. This time we are talking about justice, with texts from Peter Gerdelos and Michel Foucault. On the 20th and 21st of October, the Not the Anarchist Book Fair Festival is uh, taking place as well across Freedom, Hausmanns, DIY Space for London and SOAS. Talks will be on Indian anarchism, Can Ross, the former British diplomat, mental health under capitalism and Anarchist Federation ourselves are giving a talk about introduction to anarchist communism at Hausmanns at 7pm on the 20th of October. <laughs>